Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. My special guest tonight on Bent Notes is a trumpeter and composer who has his finger in many different projects, one of which goes by the name of I Hold the Lion's Paw, a collective that he wants to sound a little familiar, but at the same time, a little different. It is this collective that will be launching their brand new album at the Melbourne International Jazz Festival in December, an album inspired in part by the 1960s television series Lost in Space. It's my pleasure to welcome back to Bent Notes Studio, well, almost to the studio, but via a device that is called a computer. Ruben Lewis, welcome. (laughs) Hi, David. Thank you for having me. A pleasure indeed, as it always is, Ruben. The past 20 months have played havoc with our arts and entertainment industry. What have you been doing to keep going and to keep some enthusiasm for the eventual reopening of the arts? Every time I ask, I'm asked this question, I feel that I've been extraordinarily lucky during this time. I've been, in some ways, actually busier than I ever have been in my life uh, during this time because I've been working with the Australian Art Orchestra and uh, I thankfully have a one wonderfully functioning home studio setup. So I've been very, very busy making uh, recordings, helping the art orchestra get their music out there in whatever way they can, and producing records. So pretty much from the very beginning of the pandemic, I was uh, off and running in my own sort of way. And I sort of realized very quickly that part of my stress response is to just make work at a furious pace. <laughs> well, if it works, it works. And that's the important thing. There have been a lot of musos who who have been working during this time. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it shows the resilience of our industry in that sort of sense. Despite being quite unsupported and, and sort of being left in the lurch as far as knowing when we can sort of get back to some sort of normal normality, um, the nature of our music and the nature of our sort of spirit means that we, we find ways to connect, you know, and I, I was really quite amazed at the amount of incredible projects that were happening during that time despite it all. But, you know, that, that being said, it does, it does come down to circumstance and, and luck and preparation. And I guess for me, in a funny way, this new album that's coming out, uh, this, this launching at the Jazz Festival was kind of a preparation for this time because it was very much a studio-based project. And I guess the creative journey I went through in making that record um, sort of brought me right up to the very beginning of the pandemic. And so by the time we got to there, I felt that I could really utilize the studio in a way that kind of suited my practice rather than having to kind of uh, remap what I'm already doing into that space. Were you doing just the one project during the last 20 months or were you putting your time amongst multiple projects? Oh, all sorts of things. Thankfully, especially through the art orchestra, I've been very busy with a whole multitude of things, not just my own things, which has been uh, kind of a nice way to keep my head up. But I guess my solo practice has been constant throughout that time, but also Quite funny uh, or, you know, unexpected opportunities would arise from that time. So one good example for uh, for reference would be a group that I'm part of called the Phonetic Orchestra. 
we had a live stream concert uh, in August last year that was running for 24 hours straight. And that was live streamed simultaneously across three different cities. So we had a collective of us in Melbourne, a collective in WA and a collective in, in Berlin all playing together and performing at the same time. And that's one of those things where we, we've been working together as a group for you know at least uh, six or seven years now. And we really get a chance to do stuff together because we're all in different parts of the world. So it was actually one one opportunity that allowed us to really make a new form of uh, expression as a group and it seemed to work so much so that we won the uh, apparat music award for best jazz performance this year well done congratulations yeah. lots of things like that have happened and you know another example i found um in april 2020 i was meant to be in europe performing with a a really interesting sort of art prog rock band called hi-fi club because that that tour cancelled we ended up doing a record um, via correspondence so to speak and in a funny way the record we made was somehow better in a funny way like the uh the focus and the sort of um the intensity of that time where everyone sort of needed to do something to keep the energy going um sort of meant that the record turned out uh, quite astonishing really the work that you've been doing in the background has led you to this moment in time where you've got a new album that is now available and it's going to be released shortly you've described it as a wild sonic ride that feels simultaneously familiar and yet like nothing we've ever heard how do you create something that has that sense the familiarity aspect i guess comes from you know some of the pop culture references that i brought in there there's a, obviously as you meant before there's a deliberate nod to lost in space that idea of you know being lost and trying to find your way home um obviously the sort of synthy sci-fi aspect sort of gives a different familiarity to it of course i guess what um, i found ah uh... Oh, isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> it brings back great memories. Oh, you are the first presenter to manage to get that queued up in time, David. Well done. <laughs> well, let's, let's take oh, it off amazing. <laughs> That's beautiful. But I, I really wanted to give that sort of reference for this music because I guess the, uh, the unfamiliarity, in a sense, was um, because it was uh, through the process of making this record, it was very much a personal journey. I felt that at the time I needed to make this record to find a new way to collect my own thoughts about how I wanted to make music and who I wanted to make music with and who for. So it's quite a, uh, in in some sense, it's quite an inward looking album and there's a lot of uh, inner exploration, which is kind of uh, sent through, you know, the music in its own way. So I felt that I really wanted to give the audiences some, some hooks into the music so they could go along for the journey with me. So there's those deliberate references to Lost in Space. There's also the Sun Ra, Space is the Place reference as well. I think it does does come from a line of that sort of, um, I guess, intergalactic free jazz kind of energy, spiritual music kind of thing. Let's have um, a further chat about that, Ruben. Yeah. But I reckon we should have a listen to some of this music. And I've queued up a piece here called Space in Place from I Hold the Lion's Paw. You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au.
Space in Place by I Hold the Lion's Paw. My special guest on Bent Notes tonight is Reuben Lewis, leader of I Hold the Lion's Paw. Reuben, where did the name for the collective come from, I Hold the Lion's Paw? It's actually a the title of a poem by a Sufi poet called Hafez. The rest of the poem goes, I hold the lion's paw whenever I dance. I know the ecstasy of the falcon's wings when they make love against the sky. If you think I'm having more fun than anyone else on this planet, you are absolutely correct. I feel that that was, when I read that line, I just thought that's the best metaphor for improvisation that I've ever heard. And I just had to take it, essentially. Why not indeed? You were talking about conjuring the spirit of Miles Davis and a few other Mm. musos. Was that something that you started with or was that something that came to the fore as you started to compose this material? I think I've been influenced and inspired by people like Miles Davis um, for a very long time. Ornette Coleman as well as one that's worth mentioning in this context, especially his ability to sort of uh, create these wildly chaotic, joyful noises that seem like there's everything and everything happening at the same time. It's really uh, something that I think has, has influenced my philosophy of music for years for years and years. Um, but I feel that for this record, the most direct reference was actually uh, John Hassel's penultimate album, Listening to Pictures, Volume 1. That album came out in late 2018, and uh, I started recording this album in 2019. Something about that record just really got me off my seat, so to speak. I sort of, uh, I had to, I had to start writing music because of that record because I was so inspired. And I think John Hassel's music, in a broader sense, uh, I think he encapsulates uh, this beautiful balance between improvisation and composition, studio production, and this sort of, uh, well, as he calls it, fourth world music, this sort of otherworldly sense that pulls in anything and everything at the same time. In the promo material, you also mention Lost in Space, as we've mentioned. What is the connection between Lost in Space, a 1960s television series, and this brand new album, which is 2021. Well, it's it, it is quite a quirky reference in a sense because the you know the original Lost in Pla- in Space would be well before my time. I'm quite a young soul in that context, but I think, as I said before, I really wanted to have some sort of iconic pop culture reference that could draw people in, and you know I I love the metaphor of being lost and trying to find your way home. You know, the album is very electronic, it's very synthy, there's lots of these sort of sounds that you can't help but think of space and intergalactic kind of uh, sci-fi elements. I certainly um, got that picture. Exactly right. So I thought, why not? Let's let's find something that, you know, that sort of draws that in. And, you know, the parallel between Lost in Space and Space is the Place by Sun Ra and his orchestra kind of seemed like the perfect spaces to sort of give a reference in. And then from there, the sort of the word games and the poetry and the sort of other references work their way in. You have a great group of musicians working on this album. Are they all part of I Hold the Lion's Paw, or you've got a couple of extras thrown in? The Lion's Paw personnel has always been a, a sort of ever-changing, fluid thing. So our, our previous album, Abstract Playgrounds, was an eight-piece, and that was all recorded in the room. Whereas this time, I think there's about 12 or 14 musicians who feature on the album at certain points. These days, if you see Lion's Paw in person, such as at the Jazz Festival on the 2nd of December, you'll see a quartet. But for this album, uh, because it was deliberately a studio record, I really wanted to use the recording space, uh, the recording medium as a compositional tool. I sort of wanted to use everything I could have at my disposal. So it really was a case of um, if I knew a friend was visiting from from, ta- from out of town, 
I'd invite them to my house, I'd record them, and then I'd put them on the record somehow. So it was very much a um, all my best friends can come along and, and get involved kind of thing. What a great way to do it. Well, why not? You know, there's there's so many incredible musicians in, in Australia and they're all lovely people. So whenever you can get a hold of them, it's it's good to hang out through music. And get their musical in, input into the process. Exactly. The album consists of 11 tracks, but I'm told that you shouldn't just listen to one track at a time. There's a special way we have to listen to it. Yes. Well, the, uh, the album is actually best listened to on vinyl, which is a bit of a... Um, I've started a bit of a pattern now that I have to upkeep, so to speak. So it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely a two side record, and they're they're both continuous flows of music. I mean, you can hear bits and pieces wherever you want, but it is very much a sonic journey. So it's I would I recommend if you if you are a vinyl lover to pick up one of those copies and you know get a nice drink and sit on the couch with it, so to speak, and listen from start to finish of each side because part of it is that the tracks actually continue on from one to the next. It's not as if you have a a two second gap between each each piece, and it does make for a good listen. I'm toying with taking a block of time here on uh, bent notes and being able to present uh, a good run of it to the listener. Oh, beautiful. Mm. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Ruben, it's great to see that you're launching the album at the Melbourne International Jazz Festival, Thursday, December 2 at the Jazz Lab. Uh, more details and tickets from melbournejazz.com. Well, I'm Ruben, so excited. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for your time tonight. It has been great to hear a little of the new album. I'd like to hear another piece now called Losing Space. Beautiful. Oh, hang on. Something's <laughs> gone wrong. Ruben, what's gone wrong? We're lost. Where did we go? <laughs> My guest on Bent Notes has been Ruben Lewis, leader of I Hold the Lion's Paw. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. been listening to a podcast from bent notes join us live each sunday night on joy 94.9 this podcast was produced by joy media you can support joy's diverse sound and diverse community this june by donating to joy radiothon 2024 go to joy.org.au slash radiothon and remember we all flourish with joy joy